0: We had our first fundraising event recently, and we are just so thankful to everyone who supported us. And we're also so thankful to all of you who continue to listen to our podcast. So thank you so much for for your support. Today, we're going to talk about being a doctor and the ability to have a family. We have been, Dr. Marina and I, to countless presentations for high school and college students. And I would say this is probably the most frequent question we get, but I totally get it. Uh, Many of us, when we're young, we dream about being married someday or or having children someday. I remember myself asking this question quite often when I was in college because I knew someday I wanted to be a mom and a wife just as much as I wanted to be a doctor. So the short answer is yes, you can be a parent and a doctor. It does come with its own set of challenges, but I feel for many underrepresented minority students, the challenges in many ways are similar to those of us who had working parents. The only difference is that the financial stress is significantly less. Dr. Marina, did you ever ask a physician or any mentor in your youth about being a doctor and a wife or a mother?
1: Yes, definitely. I actually worried about this quite a bit. I grew up in a pretty traditional family and in a pretty traditional religion that emphasized those specific roles for men and women. And I knew that I was breaking the mold by wanting to become a doctor. So I looked around for other women who were role models of what it might be like to have a demanding career and a family. I ended up speaking to two women that I met through my church and we sat down. They were really friendly. They invited me, you know, for lunch and I had conversations with them about what their experiences were like balancing their career and their family. One of them was a doctor. I think she was an internal medicine doctor. Um, Her husband was also a cardiologist, and they had two children. I think she worked part-time at the time, so that was part of what she was able to do in order to balance the demands of a family and a career. And then I also spoke to a woman who had a PhD. She and her husband both had PhDs. They both had full-time careers, and they had young children as well. And they were able to kind of reassure me that if it was what I wanted to do, it was possible. It wasn't always going to be easy. There are always sacrifices that you have to make, whatever your career is, whether you're a doctor or a teacher or anything else, there are sacrifices that you have to make if you want to do both. But overall, for them, they felt that they were able to live a very good life with a spouse and with a family. So that was really reassuring to me at the time because that was a concern of mine, especially given my background. And I actually ended up meeting my husband in college and we got married. And so those uh, concerns were looming on my mind at the time. And it was nice to be able to talk to other women who had gone through it and were having a career successfully along with a family.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how we tend to separate the two, like if it can't coexist. Uh-huh. So, but a lot of it, I think it has to do with how we grew up and what we grew up seeing as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to go over a couple of questions that are often asked about the topic of being a parent and a doctor. I'm hoping it will answer many of your questions as you pursue a career in medicine.
1: All right, question number one. What is it like being a parent and a doctor at the same time?
0: Honestly, I feel like we are parents just like anyone else. There are some other responsibilities that we have, but overall, it's essentially the same. At home, we are parents before doctors. So we do what all parents do prepare meals, clean, help with homework, dress our kids, drive our kids around, very, very much the same. And it's really interesting because our kids don't see us as doctors. They see us as mommy or daddy. So being a doctor is mommy or daddy's job is what they say. I grew up in a home with working parents and my parents worked an eight to five job every day. So I pretty much see myself very much like them. A benefit, though, of being a doctor and a parent, there's not too many doctor visits if your kids are overall without any chronic medical conditions, because you can essentially manage those yourself at home.
1: Yeah, definitely. You don't get scared. Like if there's a fever or there's ear pain, like you can, you know, you got that. You don't want to necessarily manage the complicated things, but definitely the simple things It saves you a lot of time. Yes, it's a
0: lot of you know, a lot of times parents have to ask for time off to take their kids to doctor's appointments or go to urgent care. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's, I would say that's the greatest thing about being a doctor
1: and a Uh parent that you don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a pediatrician, right? Especially a
0: pediatrician. (laughs) Yes, But, Uh you know, even if you're in a different specialty, all your friends that are in different specialties, contact their pediatrician friends.
1: Uh-huh, that's <laughs> so really, true. Yeah, it also saves them that that trip as well. So um, that, that's a plus. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's one of the perks of being a doctor is you have a lot of doctor friends you can consult. So. <laughs> yeah. Just a perk. Uh-huh. Question number two, are you able to do the normal parent activities that parents who are not doctors would do?
0: So this one's a rather uh, complex question to answer. I would say for the most part, yes, we do all the normal parent activities, but the challenging part is if the parent activity is unplanned or comes up with minimal notice, this is when it's hard for sometimes doctors to be available or there. So to what extent you can be involved really depends on your specialty, your spouse's type of work, where you work, whether it's a clinic, a hospital, you're doing research, academics, or working for a pharmaceutical company, and then your work schedule. So uh, the different work schedules that most doctors tend to have is either you work like a day shift, which usually involves anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day, a night shift, so that's working overnight 8 to 12 hours, or there's also another type of um, position that hospitalists work, and it's a 7 on and 7 off. And what a hospitalist is, they're basically the doctors that take care of all the admitted patients from the emergency room, so they're taking care of the sick patients. And um, a type of schedule that they may have is where they work 12 hour shifts for seven days straight, but then they have seven days straight off. So that kind of opens up a little bit more flexibility to do more things. So I wanted to give you some examples um, and I'll start with myself first. So I personally work in a clinic. So this is an outpatient setting and most clinics are usually open eight to five or nine to six. So for the most part, if you work in this type of setting Monday through Friday, then you won't have any issues participating in activities with your kids that occur before or after work or even on weekends. Well, this is further different if you work part-time or less than the 40-hour work week. I work part-time, so that opens up more free time for me to do more things with my kids, similar to what Dr. Marina mentioned when she uh, spoke to the internist when she was thinking about becoming a doctor. She worked part-time. I try to schedule their extracurricular activities on my time off so that I can take them and be present. I also don't work weekends, so i'm I'm available to do anything with them on weekend days as well, which is nice. And then um, I'm in a in a position in, in my job where I don't do call as well. So you might be wondering what call is. So in a clinic or outpatient setting, this tends to being on call tends to be that. You're assigned to be the doctor for after hours, and this means like covering calls coming in in the evenings, overnight, or the weekends, or on holidays. So every clinic needs to have a backup doctor that's available for calls that are coming in. So if they need to speak to a doctor, there is someone there. And this, I most of the, you can do this from home. So you're, you're still able to be present, but you probably can't go on a trip or something that you're away from a computer because you need to be available to document or if they need medications to look it up. Now, being on call if you work in a hospital is very different than in primary care. If you work in a hospital setting, being on call usually requires you to stay overnight at the hospital or live really close to the hospital. So if they call you because you're needed, you can get there pretty quickly. And then this will be specialty depending, depending what type of doctor you are. You usually will take turns with your colleagues to cover the hospital on on these calls. So again, you're not going to be on call every night. You're alternating the shifts and the days with other doctors as well. Now that you understand what being on call, so you can see how this can be a limiting factor as to how much you can participate in your child's activities. But remember, you're not always on call. So it's not like you're going to be spending the night at the hospital every night. Plus, if something unexpected comes up and that may be very important for you, you can try to see if one of your colleagues can switch the schedule so that way they cover your shift and in return you pay them back by covering their shift. The other thing that can contribute as to how available you are is how flexible your job is. So, for example, if there is a a school event or performance and you get notified about a week in advance, you can request time off to be able to participate. However, there are some clinics and medical centers that require one to three-month advance notice. So then, as you can see, this would be difficult. That means that you may miss out on some events for your children. And in this, I refer to the things that come up last minute. Some places allow you to ask your colleagues or the other doctors to cover for you if they're not scheduled to work, and then that can accommodate your schedule so that you can make it. But it really just depends where you work at.
1: I recently worked in urgent care before I started my own clinic last year. And that was a very flexible schedule. So I typically worked like three to four shifts a week. But because it was urgent care, and it was just kind of a walk in type of setting. It's not like I'm seeing my patients, you know, patients are just coming in for an urgent issue and seeing whatever doctor is there. So if I ever needed to take a trip, or if I was sick, or one of my colleagues uh, who had kids, if they needed a day off, we could easily trade shifts. And that was actually really nice because it was super flexible. And most of the time, if I needed to take an unexpected day off, I could find someone to trade with. And we all helped each other out. So that was actually really nice. Um, So things like working in an emergency department or an urgent care center, those are some of the most flexible jobs in terms of being able to trade shifts with other people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Now, you may be asking why, why is it difficult for doctors to ask for time off, though, sometimes because it is a topic that you'll hear from other doctors that it's, it it could be hard. And the reason is um, that it's challenging, especially in the primary care setting. It's because you, your schedule is usually full, like three months in advance with patients. So, you know, just mentally, the day that you decide to take off, there are about 20 patients or families that are affected. And there may have been patients that they themselves request a time off to see you as their doctor. Um, some places, again, depending where you live, if it's a larger organization, there'll be backup doctors. But some, some organizations, they don't have that, maybe if it's like in a rural area. So there might not be a backup doctor. So needless to say, there, there is some guilt involved as a doctor to take the last minute time off because you know how it can affect more than more than 20 patients or families in a day. And then if you're working in an ER, urgent care hospital or operating room setting, you're the doctor that's scheduled for the day to cover for emergencies or urgent situations or perform surgeries or take care of very sick patients in the hospital or take care of women that are coming in in labor ready to have a baby and it goes on and on. So again, it it could be a little bit difficult if you're, depending what situation you find yourself in when you need to leave, Uh (laughs) or take off. Yeah. So as you can see, there may be times you miss out on your child's school or after school events, because it is difficult to take last minute notice off. However, with appropriate planning of your schedule and your child's events, you can totally be available for most special events and activities that your child has going on in school. I mean, my kids are six and eight. I make time, I'll take time off to do volunteering in their classrooms. And then when they have like spring performances, or there's always a Christmas performance as well. I I go to those, I plan those ahead. Um, I also make it a mission of mine to go at least once or twice a year with them on their field trips, as well as chaperones. And my kids really enjoy that. And You know, if I know my child is having, you know, he plays golf, if he's going to have a game or a tournament, then I'm going to go and take that time off too. So, again, a lot of it is just planning ahead. I do think uh, finding a specialty or a field that meets your own unique desires is what it ultimately boils down to. Uh, No one can really tell you what type of physician will work with your future idea of what type of parent you want to be. And honestly, you won't really know what type of parent you are until you are one. So uh, when I was, uh, when I had my first, my first child, my son, after having him, I thought I would never be able to go back to work and be a doctor. And I was like, Oh, my God, why did I go through all that? And I can't be, I can't uh-huh. imagine leaving my baby at home. Well, my husband kind of just went along with my thoughts. And I think my mental health at that point, and he was like, sure, stay home, all work. So I did. And I stayed home for about eight months. And what I realized is, I was getting depressed. And I, I realized that, you know what, I, I need to work. There's a reason why I went to medical school. Uh-huh. And when I went back to working as a doctor, I was so happy. And then I became this happier mom as well. What I realized about myself is that I'm meant to be a working doctor parent. And I'm happy with that. And I feel at most happy, which is a part of the discovery is that Uh, I think my happy point is being a part-time mom. And what I mean by that is working about 20 to 30 hours a week. Like that is my happy zone. Uh But I do have friends that work 40-hour work weeks and that's their happy zone as a parent as well. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: again, you'll figure that out when you get there and nobody can tell you what makes you happy and what works for you. So the best thing is to find a job that supports that lifestyle.
1: Yeah. And one of the nice things is that the reality is that doctors are pretty, pretty much in demand everywhere. Mm -hmm. During COVID, there were some, you know, situations where doctors were having trouble finding work, but in general, that's very rarely the case. Mm -hmm. And so um, because doctors are in demand, you're going to have the ability to negotiate to some extent your working hours, Um, not in every institution, not in every place. But in general, I think that doctors do have a lot of negotiation power when it comes to wanting to work part-time. It does depend on the specialty, though. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's harder if you're a surgeon, for example, Mm -hmm. to work part-time compared to a primary care doctor. But again, you know, it's okay. You're going to be able to find something most likely that works for you. And everybody's needs are different. So I appreciate what you said, Dr. Zulma, about your situation. Yeah. All right. Here's another question for you. Who takes care of your
0: children? For many doctors, uh, their kids are cared for by a nanny, a family member, or daycare. Uh, Some doctors actually hire live-in nannies, so they'll help care for their children, and they also help with things around the house. Uh, Most doctors will also have backup babysitters. Just in case your nanny or your babysitter calls out sick, you have someone else's as well. I personally had my kids in a daycare center from infancy until five. So until they aged to start a kindergarten. And this was just the right choice for my family. This is what worked well for us. And then I had the benefit too that I had my extended family around. So in case if there was an emergency because they were sick, they couldn't go to the daycare, then that's where my family would, be, would step in as well. So again, child care will ultimately depend on your social support and you and your partner's job.
1: hmm I will mention that some people feel a lot of guilt about having their kids in daycare. This is not just among doctors. This is among families in general. Yeah. Because it can feel like, oh, no, like daycare is raising my child. (laughs) But I don't think that's really true. Like you still are their parent and you're still spending significant amounts of time with them. And daycare actually has a lot of benefits for children. They get to interact with other children. They get to get that social interaction more language development because they're interacting with other kids and adults, more enrichment activities. They learn how to get along with other kids. So there are a lot of social benefits to daycare. Also kids, this is sort of a pro and a con. Kids who go to daycare, they do tend to get sick more often. Mm -hmm. But part of that is that their immune system is building immunity to a lot of things. So by the time they get to school age, they tend to be healthier overall and they're not catching as many colds and as many illnesses because they've had time to develop immunity within the daycare center. So we see this a lot as pediatricians, mm-hmm. like kids getting sick from daycare. It's just part of life. And as long as your kid doesn't have like, you know, an immunocompromised condition or something like that, mm-hmm. it's generally very safe. And overall, it can be a very good experience if you find a good daycare.
0: Yeah. And nowadays, the other added benefit is when they go to daycare, they're not exposed to any screen time. Yeah. So that's a big benefit that I've also seen um, versus, you know, when I've had a family member (laughs) babysit my kids, Uh they'll be in front of a screen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I believe it. (laughs) And even if you were taking care of your kid at home, like a lot of parents admit, like, yes, sometimes I just stick them in front of a screen or in front of the iPad because I need a little bit of time, you know? Yeah. Um, there's nothing do. <laughs> do. Yeah. There's nothing like absolutely wrong with that. It's just, yeah. you know, it's harder if it's just you having to watch them all of the time. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> all right. Another question Is it better to have children before medical school, during medical school? during residency, or after you're done with your training? With this question,
0: I personally don't think there's a right answer. It really just depends on your situation and your family. Having children in medical school and residency will definitely make it harder, but it's still doable. Uh, medical school and residency, it takes a lot of your time, and that's that's the hardest part. For example, in residency, you're working 80 hours a week, so if you think about that for uh, most of you probably haven't had a 40-hour work week, but if you think about your parents, they tend to have a 40-hour work week. So imagine them having two of those jobs. That's how, how much you are out during the week. So it could be hard as a parent. Would I say to wait until you get through the process to have children? Personally, if you can, I would say Yes. However, there are some students who are having a child during their medical education or residency training is the right time for their family, and I would be just as supportive as well. Our journeys are all very different, so there is no right answer or the right time. We have to continue to keep living our own life's desires throughout the medical school process and residency process is truly what I feel. I will add, though, that the maternity leave It's different depending when you decide to have a child, and it also depends where you live in the country as well. I had friends in medical school who had children, and they took some time off, and they just delayed their graduation, but that worked well for them. I had several friends that had their children before medical school, even before the whole process, and they just managed their schedules with their families, and it worked out well as well. I, along with several residency classmates, had children during residency. So depending on when your child was born during residency really dictates how long of maternity leave you can have. Again, this will be specialty dependent, hospital dependent, and then state dependent, depending where you live. But the usual time off that you'll get during residency is six to eight weeks. So that could be a little bit hard, but it's doable and a lot of residents do it anyways. Dr. Marina, you do a lot of mentoring and working with students. What type of advice do you give them when they ask you about the timing of being a parent throughout this entire journey?
1: I pretty much tell them exactly what you're saying, that Mm -hmm. there's no perfect time. There's no perfect way to be a parent. It is a little challenging, though, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're considering doing it throughout the medical process only because medical school and residency and a full-time career is pretty demanding compared to other jobs. The work hour requirements can be higher. So it is a little bit trickier, but there really is no perfect timing. The timing is going to be dependent on your situation, your family, your support systems, your finances, your personal health even. Mm -hmm. You know, some women get concerned that the older you get, the lower your fertility is. So especially if you're trying to conceive a child after around age 35, it becomes harder to conceive. So that's a factor, and some women don't want to take that risk. They know that they want to have children, and so for them, if especially if you want to have more than one child, then yes, it's probably important or more important to consider having children earlier, whether that's in medical school or residency or early in your career. If you make that a priority and you have the resources, then you can do it. For other women, they're not as worried about that. They're really more worried about just getting through their training and getting a, a well-paying career before they can even think about supporting a family. And so mm-hmm. for them, the decision is going to be different. So I would just say there's no there's no perfect time. It's so dependent on just you as an individual and your circumstances. But that also means that there's no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Whatever you decide to do for yourself is right for you. All right, Dr. Zuma what about this question? What are the most difficult challenges of being both a parent and a doctor?
0: As a physician, you're supposed to always put your patient's best interest first. And then as a parent, you're supposed to always put your children first. Uh And then as a spouse, you're all you're supposed to always put your spouse first. So imagine this situation when a situation comes up and all of these just come crashing with each other. So for example, Your child is sick and then the school tells you to come pick them up. You got like 15 or 20 minutes to pick them up because this is really what the schools tell you. Uh Now you're in clinic. You have more than 20 patients scheduled. Some of them are already in the exam room, half naked somewhere in the waiting room. And now imagine if you're a hospitalist or a surgeon or an OB doctor, then this is also challenging because you could be in the middle of delivering a baby. So if you stay you know, you go through this process, you're like, okay, if I stay here, they told me 15 to 20 minutes, but then who's going to pick up my child. But at the same time, you know, you go into parenting gear and your mind is like my poor baby. Is my baby okay? Oh my goodness. I know he must want mommy or if you're, if you're a dad or he must want daddy. It's really stressful and hard when that happens. And I have been through it a couple of times. Uh huh. So while this is challenging for a doctor, the reality is that you just figure it out and you try not to dwell on those negative feelings. And quite honestly, most doctors already have a plan of uh, who's going to pick up their child in case of an emergency. This is usually a family member, the nanny or the spouse. And if that backup doesn't work for whatever reasons, you do what you have to do. It's your child. I personally feel that you shouldn't have to compromise your own children because they are top priority. And you know what, patients can be rescheduled. And the hospitals usually have backup doctors for these emergencies. So really getting away from that guilt is very important. Yeah, you know, and, and then the other thing too, I like to remind and I remind some of my colleagues when they're going through this process is keeping the perspective that we as doctors we're also patients. So canceling will happen at some point. So if you're a doctor and your patient cancels on you or doesn't show up to the appointment, do we see those patients as terrible people? No, we obviously think they had some situation in their personal life that they had to attend to. Well, as doctors, we will also have situations in our lives that we have to attend to. We're people just like our patients. Exactly. If you end up working for a place that isn't supportive, then you go and you find a work environment that values you as a parent as well. Remember, you can always do something about it. I think um, another difficult area of struggle that many doctors deal with, and I think, um, Dr. Marina, you, you referenced to it earlier, is that mommy or parent guilt. There's this sense of guilt involved in working instead of being at home caring for your children or allowing the daycare to raise your child, as, uh-huh. you know, or the nanny to raise her child. Um, however, as Dr. Marina also said, I don't think this is unique to being a doctor. This exists in all types of jobs. I'm sure my mom felt this when she had to go to work. I think that we need to redefine what being a mother or a parent means is very, very valuable. Firstly, there is no such thing as a perfect parent. Yes. (laughs) Amen to that. Secondly, it is totally okay to be a working parent and be a good parent. We went to school for so long because we wanted to be a doctor. And yes, I can be a doctor. And I can be a parent. I can have both worlds. This is what makes me happy and complete. And if this is what's going to make you happy and complete, then you
1: can do it too. Also, I would add, Dr. Z, is that, Uh you know, it doesn't always feel like it at the time, like when you're trying to juggle the demands, especially with a baby, like with a newborn. Mm -hmm. Uh, There can be a lot of that guilt that you mentioned that I'm not there for my child. I'm not seeing them take their first steps or say their first words or whatever it is. But actually being a doctor can contribute to you being a good parent. Mm-hmm. My parents were not doctors, my, but my mom was a teacher and she inspired me a lot because she went through the education that it took to become a teacher later in life. And because I saw her working really hard to develop the skills to be an excellent, amazing teacher. Um, and so even though sometimes she was late to pick me up for practice, (laughs) you know, after school. Mm -hmm. And as a teenager, I got all moody and upset at her or whatever. Um, Even though those kinds of things happened, in retrospect, I can look back and think, oh my gosh, my mom gave me a gift by being a working parent. Mm -hmm. She showed me how to do that. And she also showed me how just powerful you can become in like having a career for yourself and how fulfilling that can be, and how much good you can do in this world. So she was an amazing mom, and she was an amazing teacher. She was able to do both, and it's the same thing with being a doctor. And sometimes, maybe at some points, your kids are going to resent you for not being able to do everything for them, but it's okay. <laughs> at some point, they will see the bigger picture that you actually gave them, in some ways, a gift by being a good example for them. At least that's, that's how I see it with my family.
0: Yeah, and, you know, like, I even think about sometimes that we feed even, like, uh, we feed ourselves that guilty feeling where our kids aren't even there. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I remember how bad I would feel when like my child was the last one to be picked up from daycare. Uh huh. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm the most terrible mom. And this is me feeding these thoughts to myself. Yeah. My kid was as happy as can be there, still playing. Right. <laughs> but again, like feeding these things. And then the other thing, um, uh, and again, we feed ourselves, oh, they're going to, you know, resent us, this and that. But, I'll tell you with my six and eight-year-old, uh, when I go and I sometimes will do little talks about being a doctor with, uh, with their classes, uh-huh. the look in their eyes, they're so proud of mommy.
1: Aw. Right? <laughs> yeah. And when
0: you see that, you're like, oh, my God, all this time, here I am feeling guilty. But yet in, in their eyes, you know, they're really proud of you, of what you do. So a lot uh-huh. of it sometimes is us feeding it into our own minds as well. Absolutely. And then I think, too, just remember, doctors also have vacation time.
1: Yes. (laughs) And guess
0: what we get to do? We get to plan these fun vacations with our kids, and we get to create these many, many memories. My kids have been able to do so many things that I only dreamed of as a child. And, you know, if it weren't for me being a doctor, I don't know if I would have been able to give them that opportunity. So, you know, there's good things, too, that come from being a doctor. Uh Uh-huh. Basically, I just want all of you to know that it's totally possible to be a doctor and a parent. Most physicians, men and women, have children. You will find that being a physician, your relationship with your child will be based on the quality and not necessarily on the quantity of the time that you spend with your child. You also realize that you are in control of your life and schedule, so you look for work environments that support that. Also, as your kids are growing, you will realize that the work-life balance is a dynamic process and your work life will shift and readjust over and over again. And just like the medical journey requires a supportive environment to thrive, so does being a parent. It really does take a village to raise a child, regardless of what career path you are in. And lastly, I personally feel like I became a better doctor after I became a parent. Anything else you want to add, Dr. Marina?
1: Yeah, you mentioned that this affects both men and women. I do want to just reiterate that because it's not like we as women are the only ones who care about (laughs) children and being parents. Being a parent, that can mean you're a father or a mother. So I just, yeah, I just want to reiterate that this applies, this concern applies to both men and women going into medical careers. And I know a lot of men, a lot of colleagues that they really want more time to spend with their family and they've been able to structure their careers. In a way that they're able to have weekends off and they're able to do activities with their kids as well. So if you're a guy and you're listening, like this is for you as well.
0: Yes. One of my closest friends in medical school, is a dad during medical school and he's every day this was, you know, he would struggle with this because it would take a lot of time away. So I think, I thank you for stressing that because this doesn't just only involve moms. This is also dads as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope you feel reassured that being a doctor and a parent is normal and possible. Please continue to listen and spread the word about our podcast to family, friends, and until next time, peace and love, everyone.